0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It
2: Rain.
3: Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. Or or should I say good? Have a good weekend, Dane, as you enjoy your load management. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I feel you. Before we get into the update, guys, it's funny to to, to talk about this narrative of load management. Weren't we saying like a couple months ago how players have so much power and the league is run by the players? And now you have teams going to players and saying, guys, would you like a break? Like, would you like, would you like to take a breather? Isn't it just so weird how this narrative just flip-flops like that and it's just like now the players are they have too much power but we're gonna accommodate them like what the the heck is that like it's crazy you know
1: what it is I do know it. what it is. Yes. It is a player league. Y'all do sabe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is a player's league. But, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, Kawhi's load management. But let's get into some NFL. Last night, Thursday Night Football, guys, the Raiders taking down the Chargers. 26-24. to 24. Derek Carr pulled off a dramatic victory to keep Oakland in the playoff race. Carr finished with 21 of 31 passing, 218 yards and a score. But Josh Jacobs making his case for the rookie of the year. 16 carries, 71 yards and a score. Hunter Renfro got involved. Four catches. For 43 yards on the other side, Phillip rivers and company 17 of 31 passing 207 yards, two touchdowns, but three very costly interceptions for the, uh, the old head Melvin Gordon, 22 carries 180 yards and a score Keenan Allen also eight catches for 68 yards. But we mentioned those three interceptions from rivers. The Oakland defense had five sacks and took one of those interceptions back to the end zone for a pick six. So let's see how this uh, AFC West battle shows up. Pat Mahomes is coming back, but Oakland, man, Gruden is coaching this team up uh, despite all the drama that they had to deal with during the summer. And who was that? None other than Antonio Brown. Who finds his way back into the news earlier Thursday. Sources told um, him that Brown was scheduled to meet with the NFL next week concerning accusations of the sexually assaulting multiple women the veteran was ready to present his case. And then he comes on Twitter and then goes. Imagine conforming to a system, giving it a hundred percent to see them treat me like this is unfairly. Great grammar, uh, Brown said on Twitter. Making money off my sweat and blood. F the NFL. I'll never play in that blank treat. Black people the worst. Clear my it name.
1: Really sounds like our president it's, talking about unfair and the kind of back and forth of it all. But it's I It's crazy. Don't
3: know. It's very crazy. And and then he took a similar stance um, to going to fantasy owners. He was like, "Let it go, guys. Let it go. I'll forget about your fantasy teams." Then later in the afternoon he like you said, he won eighties and he goes, I'm just very frustrated right now with the false allegations and slander to my name. I love football and I miss it, even though he said I don't need the game anymore about a couple months ago. Right. I just want to play and I'm very emotional about that. I'm determined to make my way back to the NFL ASAP. Yeah, he's thirty-one where years is, old.
1: Where is um where is someone like Tony Dungy or Herman Edwards?
3: The only thing right you have a stance on. My
1: point about like the, the pastor or whoever it used to be, like where Where is his mentorship? Like, who's here to wrap their arms around him right now and teach him to not hit send right now? Like, who? where is that person that's going to help him right now?
3: That's the thing. Tony Dungy did have a stance on it, but it wasn't like he has that father figure aspect to Antonio Brown. So to answer your question, Dane, you would think it should be his family, his five kids that he has. You know, maybe, you know, take talk to them and spend time with them and see what's most important in life and realize, hey, I got a family, I got a bunch of kids, let me change my attitude and get back into the game that I actually do love, even though I say I don't need it and I don't want to play it, it, This guy, you know, you mentioned the concussion concerns and whatever the case may be. I don't know, man, this guy is, uh, he's getting pretty old very quickly. Yeah, it and, is uh, tough. We're just waiting for that for the result of the allegations and the court case. Cause he was served. His uh, agent took that upon himself. He has 45 days to respond. Antonio Brown, you have been served. So we will see uh, what happens there and uh, whatever the case is. Uh, the end result for these uh, sexual assault allegations. We'll switch it to the NBA, guys. Uh, Dane, I know you like this one. The Clippers took down the Blazers, one hundred seven to one hundred one. Your boy Lou Williams made the go-ahead jumper with fifty-eight seconds left, and then I hear a-
1: that he's not um, that he's uh, less polygamous now.
3: Oh, okay. Well,
1: I mean, just- I still love him at all, but it's just not my you know, my goal
3: in life. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Well, Lou Williams did uh, put the game away with a three uh, with uh, under a minute to go. Kawhi Leonard, guys, you're talking about low management. I don't know, man. 27 points, 13 rebounds, a nice double-double for your load management. Uh, Lou Williams finished with 26 points and eight rebounds off the bench. I smell another sixth man of the year award coming his way. On the other side for the Blazers, Damian Lillard, 22 points, 6 rebounds. Hassan Whiteside, a double-double of 17 points and 19 rebounds. Guys, this win for the Clippers was Doc Rivers' 900th win. Congratulations, Doc. You're doing great. I love you, man. You're doing great. That's, uh, That's a little Doc Rivers for you guys. I know it wasn't that good. Uh, Going to the Clippers, guys, they beat the Hornets 108-87. Kemba Walker's emotional return to Charlotte. He finished with 14 points and 6 rebounds. But Gordon Hayward finished with a double-double of 20 points, 10 rebounds. Jason Tatum led the way with 23 points. Miles Bridges for the Hornets finished with a double-double of 18 points and 10 rebounds. And Devontae Graham added 15 points and 9 assists off the bench. All right, let's look at some college football tonight, guys. Central Florida heading to Tulsa. Central Florida are your 17-point favorites. Tulsa is plus 570 on the money line. The over-under is 69 and a half. Nice. And uh, we got Washington at Oregon State. Washington are 10-point favorites. Oregon State is plus 295 on the money line, and the over-under is 65. They got a full slate of college football. Week 10 in the NFL on Sunday. I'm going to send it back to Dane and Jill, helping you get through it on this Friday here on Make It Rain.
0: Listening to the Sports Grid Network.
4: Let it rain!
2: You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
4: Make it rain.
2: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Agent 99, welcome in. Time to make it rain here. Final hour on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. We're going to dive into some uh, some games here coming up this weekend. NFL, college, even tonight, and of course, we'll talk college basketball. 35 plus more games on the board here tonight, and uh, we'll be joined by one of our uh, one of our favorite crew members of uh, the keg there, uh, Maxwell Smart, college basketball god, uh, who has just been dominating, uh, breaking down college basketball so far this week, and. He's got a couple of games, Dane, that are gonna. He's gonna make it rain. He's pretty much made it rain <laughs> the first three days of the season. He's uh, he's been Take dominating it. in uh, in college. So we'll go ahead. He wants to share a couple of those plays. We'll do that coming up at eight twenty here this morning. And uh, of course, the NFL and uh, the big game everyone can't wait to see this weekend. LSU taking on Alabama. Is Tua gonna play? Is Tua not gonna play? I can tell you this. The betters, uh, big time backing uh, LSU here. There is definitely some Alabama faithful money coming in, but the problem is there's so many questions surrounding, uh, surrounding Alabama. It's a different, as much as they want to say that no, no, it's not that you know, he's it, they'll they'll be good without to, like no, like Tua playing has to change the dynamic and the narrative of the game, and then it's a matter of Dana. Well, how much? How how? Is he 100? Right. Is he 90? Is he? There's so much we don't know about Alabama that I think what's happening is people are going. I, I don't know enough. I know what I'm getting in LSU. I know what's happening with LSU. I'm going to back LSU, and I think that's the way it's been playing out from a from a money perspective, and certainly from a spread uh, perspective. This far, it's still a big number though, dude. 65. What is it? 65, 65 and a half. What What do they got for a line now? The total has been. Crazy in this oh, game. Oh, then it's
1: down because I saw it much lower than that, Joe. What are they playing uh, at 65? It
2: up up it's 62 and a half
1: at Fandu. All right, so it's. That's like two and a half points different. Yeah. But uh, listen. Not knowing. I think LSU's the better team, Joe. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow might be the better
4: quarterback.
0: You ain't wrong. Like, Regardless. You ain't wrong. <laughs> Regardless.
2: Yeah. It's Go it's Tigers. Yeah. So Penn State, Minnesota, coming up next year, make it rain. weekend in the world of sports, of course. Uh, college football resumes tonight. Two more games on the board, including a little Pac-12 after dark. Washington taking on uh, Oregon State. And we'll have a little uh, appetizer before that as we take a look at Tulsa, 2-7, and seven, taking on uh, UCF tonight. Two teams with opposite records uh, heading in opposite directions, or are they I guess I know on paper it looks very uh very interesting or it looks like a blowout, but it's we're starting to see some uh some buyback here as this game opened up at sixteen. It it was quickly bet up as Hammer and UCF, including the public. Uh made it all the way up to seventeen and a half, Dan, before I'm starting to see a little bit of uh, buyback here on Tulsa, maybe past the point of value there for UCF. Uh Tulsa underrated team uh in this spot. It is You know, what does FanDuel have them at now? Are they still looking at 17, 17 and a half? Where are they at? It's at 17, and then the total is 69 and a half. And
1: what is left for Central Florida to play for?
2: Yeah, motivation, Dan. We've been talking about it. It's funny you bring that up because it's also the same situation tonight with Washington and uh, the Beavers there in Oregon State. You have a Washington team that, guys, when you go to Washington – the expectations are either first national championship Win playoff, of course, but or at least be playing in a, you know, playing in a championship. Neither of those things are on the table anymore. You're five and four at this point. It is mostly a lost season. What do the kids on Washington have to gain by going in and, and laying it on for a upstart? Oregon State team, who, by the way, has been blowing out teams quietly like Arizona, uh, like uh, like Cal, like teams that they have been beat up by over the last couple of years. Quietly, the Beavers are running over teams, scoring monster amounts of points. And now, of course, home game, Friday night lights. This is, Dane, and we always say this time of year, man, you better figure out motivation with some of these 18-year-olds, man, because motivation is everything, Dane. And the Beavers national game, this is their national championship game, is it not tonight?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in the professional sense, we even say that, right? Yep. That guys are starting to book their tea times and they have to worry about putting stuff on tape for 31 other teams for their damn career. These 19 year olds, when they maybe had in their head in Washington or, or, or in UCF, hey, we're going to be playing on New Year's Day or hey, we yep. got a shot to play for a national championship. Once that's gone, Mm -hmm. Even more than professionals, there can be this letdown. And now when you talk about teams like Central Florida and Washington having to, on a short week, go on the road where another team is going to get up for it and their crowd is still going to see we got a chance to beat the name brand, that's a tough spot. You have to bring the A game. And Mm -hmm. while professionals know they have to do that for their career because everyone's watching and the eye in the sky don't lie, Mm -hmm. that's not the case for some of these kids.
2: Yes, and uh, it's funny. It was almost a year ago tonight, uh, Dane, that the Huskies and Oregon State, the Beavers, played, and the Huskies uh, ran them over, forty-two to mm. twenty-three. Mm. So you also certainly have a revenge factor in there because many of those uh, kids on that team are back on Oregon State, so they're a little like year the Beavers older.
3: Beavers plus yeah, like ten. Double
2: 10? digits is a lot to me Show for a team is. with nothing to play for and what revenge going at it. And they're on the road, which is always hard to do anyway. Uh, yeah. This is an intriguing uh, pack 12 after dark and the same thing. Listen, you can say what you want about Tulsa. They're two and seven. They've lost a couple of heartbreakers, uh, but they have actually a winning record against the spread here. In fact, they covered uh, against SMU and Memphis this year. So, mm. yeah, they might have lost, but they have been double-digit dogs before. They were a 12-point dog to SMU. They lost 43-37. And the same thing. They were a 10-point dog to Memphis. Guess what? 42-41, to Memphis won. Mm. So, now they're getting 17-and-a-half against UCF. UCF is not profitable against the number four and five so far this year, Dane. So, motivation. Guess where this game is at? Tulsa. Or, what do these two games have in common? Motivation, Dane, and an interesting bit of revenge. Tulsa's been undervalued all year long, and all they've done against the better teams is cover and almost win outright. So 17 and a half is a, 17, 17 a, a lot, my man.
1: Yeah. And you know what's interesting to me? Oregon State is actually ahead of Washington in the Pac-12 North standings.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> exactly. Beaver's three 3-2.
1: Yep. Uh, I think Washington is like two and four. Okay? So they're literally ahead of them. Yep. Um and I you know, I'm not going to get ahead of myself here, but Oregon State is two back of Oregon mm-hmm. with the you know the the rivalry game after the day after Thanksgiving still to play. You yep. can convince kids in Oregon State that they're still playing for a chance at the Pac-12 championship.
2: It's, Washington has lost three of their last four, but, guys, think about it. They got crushing defeats with Utah, Oregon. They've lost barely. It's been a gauntlet that they've had to go through this Washington team. It has been rough. The Beavers, on the other hand, guys, they started off the year one and three. They've rattled off three out of four. Uh, three out of the last four. They have won, not only won, crushing. They have finally come together there. Yeah. Oregon State has been the laughingstock of the Pac-12 for a while now. I don't think Arizona, who uh, who let them, uh, you know, they put up 54 56. on Arizona. Uh, 56. I don't think anybody's laughing 30. anymore at this team. I, yeah. I think they're going to be able to put some points on a board on a disinterested and a beat down, quite honestly, Washington defense here. Today. At
1: home also, right?
2: At home. If they, yep. if they get out to a nice start,
1: you know, yep. I mean, it, it's going to be a celebration in Corvallis.
2: Mm-hmm. And I also want to point this out too here, because uh, Mr. Uh, I know you were going to take off for load management. Yeah, I know. but I look mentioned how I come to back you, to yesterday, you though, yesterday. Look at the how the point, team matters. I come back to you. I look come to, to you. Yeah, look how the team matters here. At this this partnership here, man. I look to you to save me from myself. Okay. What you got. I came on the air yesterday, and the first thing I said is, I made a promise to myself a long time ago. <laughs> That I won't be betting on Charlie Strong. And what did I say yesterday? But I'm looking at this game tonight and I'm thinking about leaning on Charlie Strong yeah, and not do it, Joe. I was like, Don't do it. Disgusted with you. Nothing. Nope. Nope. Didn't nothing. Just sat there, let me wallow in my own crap and watch me <laughs> lose. I said last but night. you told yourself and promised yourself. So Promise don't look at the shiny and- boy. And- supposed to talk me of talk me off the ledge Dane talk me off be like no 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 listen pull it back okay. in Joe da, da, pr, listen to yourself Charlie strong listen to yourself Fair sure enough so when you also talk about how
1: with 27 college football games and 53 college basketball games, and we say you don't have to bet them all, Joe. I could have told you other things to bet last night, like the over four and a half sacks prop total for the Thursday night football game, or Melvin Gordon at a criminally low 51 and a half rushing yards. There are other opportunities out there, Joe. But mm. it's all right. I'll try. I'll try and tell you. No, more no, strong-
2: but no. Thanks. Thanks for pushing those on me, Lay. I appreciate you doing that. Let me wallow in Charlie Strong. I I ought to have my damn head examined. (laughs) Well, you got to take your own advice sometime. But I will say this, though. Uh, The uh, the unders in both of those games, Thursday night, cash once again, uh, both on the Chanticleers, apparently not an angry enough cock, I think, going on there, Dane. Not angry enough. They got blown out last night, my friend, at home. A lot of very unhappy Chanticleers there last night. But that went under. And Charlie Strong, of course, couldn't score. Of course it went under. Uh, so the unders continue to reign true on Thursday night games in college, guys. It's been one of the most profitable bets all year long. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, the total is now. Uh, let me just double check. Close to 72. percent. Thursday night football unders, 21 and 8, 73%, Dane.
1: Wow. And I'll tell you what, because we were going to talk about it for tomorrow afternoon. It used to be that Alabama LSU, I'd be mm-hmm. saying, under. remember, they were like nine, six, one year, Joe, yep. right? <laughs> when they played in such a big spot. But the difference then was it was like both great defenses and maybe Alabama had an offense. LSU has an offense this time around, and that total's now 62 and a half. I'm gonna be excited. I know where I'm gonna be, and and you know, my fiance is away on a bachelorette party, right? So I'm gonna You know where I'm party. gonna get PM tomorrow?
2: I'm gonna be right, right in front of a TV, ready to hit some game by. I'm going to be egging Charlie Strong's house. That's where I'm going to be. All right, Max Smart joining us next. College hoops. We'll look to make it rain with him. Coming up, the grid, sportsgrid.com. In the game with DraftKings. That's right, the DraftKings sportsbook. Where listeners of this show, you guys can get a deposit bonus of up to five hundred bucks right now. Here's how it works: you simply create a DraftKings sportsbook account, you make a deposit, then you go ahead place your first bet. And DraftKings they'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to five hundred dollars. Now this offer eligible for all users, plus new users. You guys will get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. Just head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And welcome into the grid here, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri alongside Dane Martinez. Coming up, we'll start diving into some of these uh, NFL matchups, our favorite make it rain plays of the weekend. But first, want to welcome uh, into uh, into the show here a good friend of ours from the uh, from the sports uh, keg crew. Of course, you know uh, Jay, who usually comes on. Uh, we just never know if he's actually going to be up in time to call. But I could uh, I can count on Max uh, a heck of a lot more. To be able to be here because nobody knows a college basketball better than Maxwell Smart at Maxwell Smart420 on Twitter, guys. You can also check him out uh, all week long. Really, weeknights beginning at seven o'clock on the live line SBR. And uh, Max, uh, I couldn't think of anybody better to have on to talk college basketball than you. You've been crushing it here so far this week, and it's it's interesting. Looking at some of your plays, I think it's a good lesson for those that might want to be able to dive into some college hoops this year. It's funny. I didn't see any of your plays with all of the national games. I'm watching you. You're dissecting and diving into some of the lesser known conferences, my man. Is there a reason why you're doing it that way? Yeah, I just think that uh, as
5: we go on and we have more of this prima donna stuff with these first-year players wanting to get to the professional league and not want to go to college at all, I think that uh, there's going to be a lot more parity in NCAA basketball, and I think that that gives us a lot of value and opportunity to hit these smaller schools, find these edges, and hit games that uh, the market isn't really paying attention to. And I find that's my most successful formula when approaching college basketball. Yeah, Maxwell. I don't know how we am I talk argue about
2: with that, that, Dane. I was going to say, yeah, I don't yeah, know how do no, you argue with true. that?
5: <laughs> and that's what we talk about, right? And we talked
1: about that earlier in the week. The idea that listen, in the NFL there's 32 teams to cap and book for, right? In college there's 300 and something, and it's just harder for everybody to be sharp on all of them. So let's dive into it a little bit, Maxwell. What's some of the games you like this upcoming weekend? I know not only is it small schools, but you seem to be queued up in the kind of in the Northeast as well with a lot of your picks, huh?
5: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you give me a school like, say, Bonaventure, who I'm actually going to see in um, about eight days in Toronto, they're coming to Scotiabank Arena for a triple header. Um, these are the teams that I find with value. They're Um, consistently recruiting in areas of the country that are producing the best recruits. They are getting good guard play that are adapting to the systems that the programs are running. And I think that it's really a sign of how good the coaching is, especially in the Northeast to recruit guys that not only fit their system, fit the persona of the program and um, are able to develop these guys, because it's one thing to be a recruiter it's another thing to be a developer once you get those guys on campus. Ask Avery Johnson, the former coach of Alabama, mm. about that one.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of truth to that. All right, you talked about uh, you talked about the uh, the Bonneys there taking on. Uh, is it is it? Uh, I believe it's uh, William and Mary. Is it not? They're a three and a half point favorite there and uh, against William and Mary this uh, this weekend. What do you think about this game? Mm.
5: No,
2: no,
5: actually, Joe, in that game, it's
2: uh, Vermont versus the Catamounts. And, oh, it's the um, Catamounts. I'm yeah. sorry, it's the Catamounts. Yeah. Okay, so, so, well, Vermont, are, and correct me if I'm wrong here, American, American East Conference, I believe, yep. aren't they the favorite, like, this year, like, every year? It's a pretty damn good program, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
5: John uh, John Becker's been doing a fantastic job with that program for multiple years, and having a guy like Anthony Lamb is literally a program-turning piece in mid-major, low-major basketball. Uh, I also think that he's done a fantastic job because he recruited a trio of Duncan brothers, and um, I'm looking for Robin Duncan to really step into his brother Ernie's role this year as a point guard and more of a scoring guard. But uh, this Vermont team just has a lot of pieces and a lot of good pieces that work together. You got Steph Smith, a fellow Canadian of mine, a sharpshooter from the three point line. Um, I already mentioned Anthony Lamb. They did uh, manage to get Daniel Giddens on the transfer market from Alabama, and bringing 6'11 size to the America East is going to be very mm-hmm. beneficial against teams like UMBC. So um, I'm actually looking to get on Vermont today. I already bet them overnight minus one, it's up to minus two right now. And I'm making this play purely because. Um, I watched the St. Bonaventure game against Ohio the other night. Um, Dominic Welsh and um, Kyle Lawson went, to, uh, I believe, 5-for-20, 5-for-23 from the field, 1-for-10 from three-point range, and they lost Osuna Suni. So um, this is a play that I don't think that St. Bonaventure is going to be able to revamp their offense to, to inc- um, not including one of their best front court players. And with the continuity on-court chemistry of Vermont, Vermont's an easy play for me to get on today. Hey, Max, one
1: of the games I know you're on this weekend is Ryder and Delaware State, right? But I see that's a big number. I see it at like 16 points. And I understand when it's like, you know, Syracuse versus Colgate at the beginning of the season. But when you have two of these lower-level teams playing, is that
5: too big of a number? What
1: are your thoughts here? Why is Ryder versus Delaware State a play?
5: Well, Riders definitely a team that I like to I like to try and get on early on in the season just to gauge what they're gonna do as far as are they gonna fall behind are they going to be able to come back? Well, unfortunately, I did take a loss in my first bet on Ryder against Coppin State because they fell behind by 15 in the first half. Well, playing the second NEAC team in Delaware State, who lost Kevin Larkin and Salik Edwards, and is going to be relying on Pinky Wiley, their 5'11 point guard, to be their lead scorer, I think that this Delaware State team is primed to get routed at home, and I think that right over their up-tempo um, style of basketball, they're the ones that are going to do it. So you had four 20-point scores in the first game against Coppin. There's not much bench production aside from Willie Nunez, but I'm on Ryder 16.
2: Yeah, returning senior point guard Stephen Dry. I think he's one of four returning starters for that team as well, and that's a pretty impressive conference too. Iona, Ryder, teams, of um, Monmouth, Manhattan teams that you can't sleep on. In the you know all teams that we always hear come tournament time, you're like, where do these guys play? Well, they play some quality basketball. And how much, uh, how much stock do you put into teams in returning? and returning starters uh, do you do you look at that when you approach these games where you are like well they got to, they got 3 4 or 5 guys returning from the year prior
5: yeah well it really depends on what the results were from those returning starters if you want to give me five starters that went 10 and 31 um, I'm not going to be really inspired that they're going to be able to take that next step right away, at least in the first couple of weeks of the season. A perfect example of that was Northern Arizona. They returned five starters and two key bench players and got smoked by Arizona by close to 40 points. So um, with this rider team, the, the real issue for me is just, do, are they going to take care of the ball? Are they going to make free throws? Because they get to the free throw line um, in an extreme amount of time. And it's just, um, are they going to use their side to control the board? I think that they're going to against Delaware State. I don't see the pieces on Delaware State to um, extinguish the uh, offensive like juggernaut that Ryder's going to be in this game tonight. Hey,
1: Max, well, last one for me. You know, we've talked about this idea of like stay away from the ACC to try to pick games and dive into some of these smaller conferences. Help some of our listeners and our sports investors. If you were going to be like, I'm focusing on the America East or the Patriot League or the MVC or the Ivy League. How would you go about that? Is that digging into beat reporters? Is that trying to follow these coaches year over year? How do you get yourself to be sharp on say like a low level conference that you could then focus on and find edges?
5: Yeah, I uh, definitely, I follow the beat writers. I read all their stuff. I, I seek out the super fans either on Twitter or other social media platforms, and I try and connect with them. I'm like, listen, I'm a Canadian from Toronto. I love your school, and I just want to be able to talk with somebody about it. You know, I use those kind of angles. Um, I'll obviously message uh, team managers to try and get injury info, and sometimes I'm very persistent with my messages, and I get through. But it's all about following the box scores, uh, watching the games, knowing the personnel, and then knowing the metrics and having power ratings to help you uh, better navigate uh, what Vegas is going to try to do to uh, take our money.
2: All right, Maxwell, one more. we got about 30 seconds here. I know another game on the card here. You're on American laying three-and-a-half versus William & Mary. William Mary going through a little bit of a transition this year. What do you think? What uh, Who do you like in this matchup?
5: Yeah, I like American. I got the minus three and a half on the overnight line. Um, Pretty simple. Saeed Nelson didn't play against Siena. He's playing tonight. He is their lead point guard. Uh, 19.8 points per game last year, 5-5 and and 2.4 steals. He's going to up that, Um, and he's literally the the difference maker. He doesn't come off the floor, and uh, when he's on the floor, American's going to win. William & Mary doesn't have the guard play, even with Thornton Scott um, from Glen Cove, New York. Um, And uh, the only issue is how does um, American deal with William & Mary's Nathan Knight? I think that it won't be that big of a deal, and I think that American covers wins and gets some retribution for that embarrassing loss in the opener.
2: There it is. Also, another profitable way to uh, to make it rain on your weekend college hoops is follow Max here at Maxwell Smart 420 Make sure you guys uh, are tailing him there on Twitter. He's always putting out his plays, what he's thinking, which is always, uh, well, somewhat coherent. Uh, but more importantly, he shows up unlike Jay, the sports keg. So, uh, and that's what we love about you, Max. So we appreciate the time, brother. Good luck on your plays. Stop by, Thanks, man. Talk to us again next week. All right. Thanks very much,
5: guys. Appreciate it. Take care.
2: You got it, Max. At Maxwell Smart 420, tail him. We'll break down some of these NFL games. We'll do it next. Let's make it rain on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in on this Friday here as we look to uh, make it rain over the weekend for you NFL. It is week 10 and it opened up last night with the uh, Chargers throwing up all over themselves and sloppy game. But a game in which the Raiders at home, they won, setting themselves up very nicely here for the back half of the schedule where six of the next seven that the Raiders play those teams. Losing records, including the next two games, Cincinnati and the New York Jets. So the Raiders all of a sudden are definitely in the conversation while the uh, while the Chargers have to figure out uh, what is going on with uh, Philip Rivers arm, because he certainly didn't look healthy last night. Father time seemed to swoop down there and just uh, and kick his butt all over the field. But. The other team in their uh, in their division there that is going to be going uh, this week, Dane, is Kansas City Chiefs. And yep. uh, before we get to uh, Kansas City, I know you had uh, there was some breaking news in college football, I believe.
1: Yeah. So, you know, everyone knows Ohio State's uh, defensive end Chase Young. He's you know going to be one of the top three picks, we think, in the mold of like what Nick Boza was doing last year. But uh, he's going to be out this uh, tomorrow in a game against Maryland. Uh, What they're saying is an NCAA uh, violation uh, stemming actually from last year. So I don't know if it was a recruiting violation or a conduct kind of thing, but he is going to be out tomorrow. And this isn't an injury, right? So this is the kind of thing that who knows what happens with Chase Young, but something to watch for the Buckeyes stud defensive lineman.
2: Yeah, I think, listen, a lot of guys are already claiming he's the best player in the draft and yada, yada, yep. yada. So I think he's already made his bones. He should be good I, I one way or the, the other. take
1: him, to be quite honest, yeah, with, like, high. the two overall pick. They've, had, they've yep. needed a pass rusher since
2: John Abraham, Joe. Yep, and he's the real deal, too. That's for yep. sure. Um, All right, so Kansas City here taking on uh, the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee Opened up at about five and a half total, about 47 and a half. It does look like Mahomes has been fully practicing here this week. Yep. Uh, he's back on the road. What do you like in this game here, Dane? That's all I need to know. That is one of my three
1: plays, Joe. I'm going to go right back to the Kansas City Chiefs bandwagon. This team beat Minnesota at home uh, with Matt Moore. I know Tennessee is a top 10 defense. I acknowledge that. But 5.5 is that no man's land to me, Joe. I do think the Chiefs can win this game by a touchdown or more. I think this offense goes right back to what it's been with Patrick Mahomes. And also remember, since uh, since Shady McCoy had that fumble, This has been the Damian Williams show. So I wonder if Damian Williams continues to ascend. But I do have faith in the Chiefs offense with Patty Mahomes, the MVP, back at the helm. I'll take the Chiefs minus five and a half on the road.
2: Uh, Surprisingly enough, guys, the Chiefs defense is better on the road than they have been at home, only allowing 18 points per game on the road. Averaging 230 yards, that's what they're giving. Of course, Ryan Tannehill uh, behind center there for Tennessee. Even though it's at home, not a whole lot of confidence. I'm looking at the under in this game. I don't think they'll be 47 and a half, 48 points. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure they'll do what they need to do, Kansas City. But you're right. At least that defense of Tennessee will make it uh, competitive. Uh, Buffalo. Uh, they are traveling now to Cleveland. The Browns, hot garbage. What else can you say about them? Uh, On paper, they look like they should be a Super Bowl contender on the field or anything. But Buffalo coming into this game, well, coached. not exactly an offensive juggernaut, but they are getting three points on the road here. The total's at 40. What do you like here, Dane? I will
1: say this, Joe. It's good that we got it earlier in the week when it was at three because at FanDuel, it is now two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um so that's weird to me uh, and the totals moved up a bit to 40 and a half I'm with you Joe you know they say there's something like you can, always, you can make money betting on a trend until it stops, but you can only make money betting to break a trend only once. I am not going to have faith in the Cleveland Browns until I see something else. I thought I went back to the Cleveland Browns well last week when I thought, of course they'd beat the Broncos and Brandon Allen making his debut. It didn't happen. So I'm fading the Browns until further notice. The Bills are a playoff team. We'll see, right? Like the Bills, we say, oh, they haven't played any competition. Well, guess what? These days, the Rounds are not competition. I think Buffalo can go into Cleveland and win, especially if they get up early. We are going to hear boos in the dog pound. So give me Buffalo plus the points. I got it at three where I like it better, but I'll take it at two and a half. I'll take them to win outright at plus 130, 135.
2: Yeah, Buffalo four and one against the number in their last five against Cleveland. Almost seems like a no-brainer. Also, the under at forty. I wouldn't anticipate a whole lot of big shootout type of game going on there this week. Uh, we'll travel over to Cincinnati. Baltimore taking on the uh, Ravens. Baltimore, it's a it's a double-digit. You know, half 10, 10 and a half. We've seen this yeah. before with teams against Cincinnati. You know, you stick a fork in them and then they backdoor cover, but. You got a new quarterback, a new regime happening in Cincinnati. The total's at 45.5. Where are you leaning here? Your boy Finley under center.
1: Yeah, my boy Finley is under center. And I do think Finley. Uh, You know can be a game manager. What I do not trust is the offensive or defensive lines of the Cincinnati Bengals Andy Dalton has gotten sacked like eight times in a game here And now you got Baltimore coming to town and then the other side also I don't believe in the defensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals We have seen teams left and right run all over the Bengals And now you tell me Mark Ingram and oh, yeah Lamar Jackson won't be ...be able to do that. Give me the over props on Mark Ingram. Give me the over rushing prop on Lamar Jackson. I don't care if it's in the 60s. I'm taking it. However... I think that number may be too big because I think Baltimore will try to win this game conservatively by running. It's one of those things, Joe, where I expect a lower scoring game. So how do they get to that 10, 11 point working margin? I'm staying away from a side in this one. I know I think Baltimore wins. I think they're good on a survivor pick. But I don't know that I'm taking a side in this game because, like you said, the back door could be live. I'm looking to win this game with, like, over props on the Ravens side.
2: Yeah, give me the under there. I don't think it uh, comes anywhere near 45 right. and a half. That's Arizona fair. is traveling to Tampa. They'll be taking on uh, Jameis Winston and company there. Arizona getting points in this matchup, four and a half. The total is 51. And, uh, yeah, this could be uh, certainly one of those games that's got shootout written all over it here. Where are you leaning in this game, Dane?
1: Yeah, I uh, I have it at 52, first of all, at mm. FanDuel, just for, for context. And Joe, uh, when I did freestyle last night, this was a game I talked about game, uh, stacking in DFS purposes, okay? It's the highest total on the board, and I'll tell you who I put in my DFS lineup, and then you'll know where I'm going on this game, all right? In my DFS lineup, I have Jameis Winston and... And Chris Godwin. And Ronald Jones. I like what Tampa is doing. I think Tampa is starting to put things together. I like what Bruce Arians is doing. Oh, and Jameis last week in Seattle. Did not throw an interception. Okay, so if that continues. I like Tampa Bay. These guys going back and forth. Uh, Ronald Jones is ascending. I think that. Peterson may be on Mike Evans all day, maybe limit him. So that's why I pivoted to Godwin. And we've seen Godwin have big breakout games this season already. I think James to Godwin is going to be a combo to watch on Sunday. I like Tampa Bay, and this is one of my plays. I'll lay the four and a half. I like Tampa at home. I don't think the Cardinals are good enough yet to travel west to east against a, uh emerging team.
2: Cardinals four and one against the number in the last five road games, as well as four and one against the number overall. I'm going to go opposite. I'm taking the Cardinals yeah. and the points. They've had extra right. rest. So it's not a situation. They played Thursday night. They're going to have that, uh, that 10, 11 day in between period. They should be just fine. Uh, right. You've got Atlanta going to uh, new Orleans there or vice versa. Yeah. Atlanta heading to the new Orleans. Atlanta's getting 13, 13 and a half. Another one of these totals uh, over 50 day. Where are you leaning?
1: Yeah, I think points will be scored here. I think points will be scored here. Remember, off the bye, Matt Ryan is limited in practice, but it looks like he's going to play. Keep an eye out for Calvin Ridley in this one. Same theory, right? The number one cornerback Marshawn Lattimore will be seeing Julio Jones all day. I think the softer spot will be where Eli Apple is, and that means Calvin Ridley to me. I like a big game out of Ridley, maybe even Austin Hooper. I think the Saints win the game, but I think the back door is open in this one, Joe. I expect the backdoor cover I'll take the 13 and a half points that's a huge number to me and these guys they have shootouts they're familiar opponents I know Atlanta is a dumpster fire but I think they keep it I think the backdoor is open here call it something like a 33 21 kind of game Saints win but I don't think they cover
2: yeah, no, Saints, uh, it's too many points there. The Falcons, divisional matchup, divisional rivalry. Yep. A lot of guys playing for jobs in Atlanta. I uh, expect them to show up there. Uh, too many points there at 13. Detroit uh, heading to Chicago. The Bears, uh, while well, they're laying still points here at home over the Detroit Lions, the total forty-one and a half. and yeah, half. I, and yeah, I, I just uh, don't turn the TV on, Dave.
1: That's right. I won't I won't know because I won't have the TV on as per Mitchell Trubisky's suggestion. Um, But listen, Detroit, although their record doesn't show it anymore, I think they're a I think they're a decent team. I really do, and um, I don't feel the same way about the Chicago Bears, especially since, what was it, Hicks in the front of their line has been gone, Joe. Uh, Give me points. I think it's a dumpster fire in Chicago, and if it it goes bad and Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones start doing work early on, this crowd is going to turn on Mitchell Trubisky really quickly. It could get ugly, and I think it does. Give me Detroit.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'm going under. I don't think either one. of This is definitely not going to be a shootout of, uh, of in any way, shape, or form. Miami uh, Dolphins traveling to Indy. Miami getting ten and a half. All they do is cover now. The total forty-four and a half here. It does look like uh, all will be well with uh, uh, with Jacoby Brissett. So uh, quickly here as we uh, will wrap up with our plays. What do you like here, Dane?
1: Yeah, I'm going to take this one the way you're saying it. Give me the under in this one, okay? Indy can get into the 20s, but I don't see Miami getting that high against an actual defense, so I'll take the under 44 in this one.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's – give me – if Indy loses this, I'll never talk to him again there. How about the Rams, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Rams on the road. Rams are laying uh, road favorite here. Three and a half points. Total is 44 in this game.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one to me. This is one of the most intriguing games on the board to me, and I am of two minds here. You know what? Did the Rams figure it out over there by right? Is Gurley going to get a little bit more of a load? Have they figured out to go back to the herd and not be this volume throwing? I'm not sure. I actually believe the Pittsburgh defense is better than people are giving credit for. It's over three and a half at home. I'm going to lean Pittsburgh in this one.
2: Yeah, I'm going over. I, I think 44 okay. is way too uh, way too low here. I think the Rams will win, but I do think that the uh, they'll be able to complete a few passes to Juju and company there. And Deontay Johnson, James Washington. Uh, Panthers, Green Bay. Green Bay looking to bounce back here. Carolina getting five points. Total is 47 in this game, Dane.
1: Yeah, I, I like Green Bay. I think that was just a hiccup. Uh, in Los Angeles uh, last week. I think Green mm-hmm. Bay is the better team. And Aaron Rodgers, I think, was actually right that it might have been good for them to not be smelling and smelling themselves reading the press clippings. I think they get back to business at home. And, I, you know, I don't know if Kyle Allen, maybe the luster is losing a little bit. I like Green Bay in this game, Joe. And that no man's land total of four, five and a half, whatever it is, uh, I think Green Bay wins this game by a touchdown or more.
2: I do like the uh, the underness as well. I do think they got some problems on that Green Bay offensive line. Expect that kid uh, Burns there to be able to get in the backfield rather quickly. They are a good rushing uh, team there. So, uh, well, from a defensive standpoint, uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. Right. And then, of course, Sunday night, Minnesota and Dallas, Minnesota getting three on their way to the Cowboys. Totals 47 and a half, Dane. I like
1: Dallas in this one at three. Uh, Minnesota is different on the road. We've made that point all the time. This is a big-time game, prime time. And guess what, Joe? In prime time games, I'm okay with Dak. I'm not okay with Kirk Cousins.
2: Give me the Vikings. Cowboys playing on a short week. Vikings have a rest advantage. And the Cowboys 0-7 against the number the following game after a Monday night victory. So I'll, I'll be rolling Cowboys there. Uh, We'll have, of course, Sunday, we'll be on. Blew it, Dane, myself, we'll have you pro football today. Good luck no matter where your tickets lie, man. Make sure you cash, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Manage that load, Joe. did you miss me here's what you missed on make it rain and
0: I don't
2: miss what we got yesterday is vintage ab it's not a one-time situation which again goes to the point of well maybe there is something seriously going on here you know if that's the case talk then about listen. That crazy
1: well, concussion he got Right, right. At that same time, if I that's don't think
2: football doesn't matter. Then at this point, there's a right. bigger uh, there's a bigger concern for a 31 year old guy who's got the rest right. of his life to figure out. Um, and you know, case. we don't want it to be you know tragic. We've seen the Junior out story a million times. Like we don't want to see, we don't want it to end tragically. And and you know, as much as he was a great football player, he might still be a great football yeah. player for a team. But it's going to be very hard, I think, the more that goes on. For somebody to take a a shot on Antonio Brown at 31 say, years yeah, old,
1: there's a non zero no chance what, that there's something yeah. much more serious I,
2: That's all I'm, I'm saying. I agree with you. I, and I agree with you. But as long as he's got talent, you and I both know, if a team outweighs and it feels his talent is worth the risk, he's going to be playing football again. Uh, yeah. I can promise you that. And it's going to, again, it will probably, and I'd be willing to bet. It ain't going to end pretty. And so I do think there'll be one more shot for him in the next 12 months. And then if he doesn't catch Would on, I think it's over. Des Bryant, Des Bryan, I think, is is a guy that has benefited from being away from the game for a little while. Uh, because I think he realized and I think even a part of Antonio Brown I think the the frustration level for him and I agree with I I think he's not lying I think his frustration level of watching because don't forget the his attitude was the game needs me more than I need the game remember that moved on just and when the game moved on (laughs) he real and that's it listen guys you sometimes because you get so much smoke blown up your ass that you become invincible and you think you are this this you know deity and you're not and when you come back to reality and you eat that humble pie which i think Dez has um yeah. and Dez realized also that you know i yep. am he's got self-awareness now des bryant which he almost right. never had he realizes he's not a number one he's a guy that can help a team an nfl team will take a shot on des bryant uh if he can in fact play the way he says he still can then right. yes they will take a shot for him antonio brown i have no doubt that he just real part of him realized over the last uh eight weeks that holy crap i'm really not that important. And teams don't need me. And I think he got – so it doesn't surprise me that it burst and, and bubbled over yesterday. I do think he's absolutely correct. His frustration level, Dane, has got to be through for a – this guy was a topic of conversation, came to believe – everything was about Antonio Brown over yes. the last year, from his departure to Pittsburgh to trade. everything has been about him. And now all the of a sudden, <laughs> days, nobody's asking Antonio Brown what he thinks anymore –